Hello there, HCI learners. Welcome to another episode of Nine to Thrive HR, a podcast for the most pressing issues facing talent management today, in which we connect you to experts in the field of HR. I'm Holly Pennebaker. I'll be your host for today. If you're listening on iTunes, please be sure to give us a rating. It helps other talent-minded people discover the program. This podcast is a bonus episode, part three of ProFinders Turning Workforce Guesswork into Talent Science Series, and we'll talk about empowering our collective talent. Once again, we sit down with Ant Cousins, Director of Customer Success at ProFinder, to look at what we've learned from the series so far and how we can make steps toward embracing a new future of work, one that empowers our talent as a whole. If you haven't listened to part one and two of this podcast series, you can check it out online via www.profinda.com. In this podcast series, we first look at data captured from the HCI audience, highlighting that 72% said capturing data is a priority, and 46% said they're unhappy with the amount of people data in their organizations. In episode one of this series, Ant talked about organizations that are starting to embrace the power of people data by becoming more creative and daring in using different sources of data that are available. In episode two, Ant offered advice on how to utilize data once it's in order. So Ant, before we get started, would you please introduce yourself for those of our audience who don't already know you? Sure, thanks, Holly. Uh, so my background is over 17, it's nearly 18 years now, maybe 17 years since we started the, uh, the podcast. Uh, it's nearly 18 years in enterprise IT, communications, uh, and the employee engagement space. I actually started out in the, the British Ministry of Defence in IT service management, worked up into application development, web design, and then project management. Um, and then after about seven years, I said, you need to do something different. So I ended up in the MOD press office, actually, ended up doing external communications and public relations uh, for the British Armed Forces in Iraq, Afghanistan, um, and places like that. Um, after that, I kind of did what I would call some more kind of normal employee-type roles, um, which was actually really useful. I found that I found that valuable ever since because you know, going into an, a regular employee role, um, I'm able to then put myself in that mindset of that individual when I'm doing my communications, which is actually what I then spent the next seven years doing. So between yeah, seven years ago and today. I've been focusing on enterprise level change management, cultural change, um, talent, equity, finding those kinds of projects. Um, so that's what we've been doing for the last seven years. And the last three of those have been with ProFinder. Excellent. So we've covered a lot about the importance of people data and solutions for managing the data. What I want to do first is look back at a report that ProFinder produced six months ago, the Disconnected Organization the need to empower our collective talent, and how far away many organizations and industries really are from understanding their employees. And take us through some of the findings from that report. Sure. So I think that the first and the biggest thing to point out with, with our findings um, is the amount, the amount of wastage um, going on right now in those organizations. So we found, on average, uh, that employees are spending, on average, about two hours um, every time they look for information. Um, that they, you know, every time they look for information going outside of their immediate team, because I sat next on the desk. Um, and what that adds up to, on average, for every employee in the business, is about 20 working days per year just spent searching. 
Um, so that, that's just a massive bottom line issue in terms of efficiency um, when your employees are spending that much time just, just looking for information. Um, but uh, that, that's a problem. But also when we looked at the impact statements, you know, the free text responses we got, um, the themes around the impact of that wastage, of that inefficiency, was around lost business, was around unhappy clients. Um, so there's actually, there's a top line impact too. So there's an inefficiency at the bottom line and there's, you know, a lack of new business or potentially opportunity costs of not winning new business, not maintaining current clients because employees are spending too much time looking for help. Um, so that was, that was a huge, you know, it was a huge outcome. But the other kind of not, not number related outcome was actually how uniform those results were across all the, all the people we, we, we surveyed. We surveyed just over, as you know, about 4,000 knowledge workers around the world in lots of different kinds of organizations, mostly knowledge workers, but in different kinds of organizations in different parts of the world, yet the numbers were scarily the same wherever we went. And um, we got to the point where I could predict the results we get from each survey, um, from each organization, just based on hearing the technology they had in place. Um, and I think I didn't, didn't expect, or what we kind of found with that first report was exactly how little technology like you know, SharePoint or enterprise social network, networking platforms like Gamma really make any difference in the amount of time people are spending. Basically, there's no difference in the numbers between a company that has those platforms and uses those to search and, and look for help, and those kind of companies don't have those platforms and are using email and phoning around. Um, it didn't make any difference, and that was really quite surprising. It didn't make any difference either to numbers like um, the 27% of, of the workforce that is giving up looking for help each month because they know it's going to take them too long to find. Um, and that, and especially in some of the organizations we surveyed around, you know, uh, in regulated industries or industries where there's real health and safety issues, that's a, that's a very scary number to know that your employees, you know, almost a third of your workforce every month isn't seeking to make best use of best practice or existing knowledge. They're reinventing the wheel themselves each time. Um, so that's, that was a pretty scary um, pretty scary outcome. We also kind of covered the outside the numbers the, in those open comments. Um, it was around the frustration, um, the lack of employee engagement, the um, frustration and the, um, the, bad, the bad will being built up by those employees because it felt like their employers, like the business, wasn't investing in them, wasn't supporting them with the technology um, that they needed to get their job done. Um, so there's lots of kind of open text responses in there too. Um, so that was, that was challenging in terms of the employee search. Um, but what we also asked questions around uh, was not just the employee getting help themselves, it was their ability to give back to the rest of the business. And we know that you know, if you've got an engaged workforce, if you've got employees willing to give that extra 10%, um, we often ask that question, how do you capture that? And we ask questions around um, how easy is it um, for employees to get involved and give help to projects and, and, and issues outside of their day job? Um, and about 30% of, of the employees said that wasn't very easy at all. So that's, you know, if you, you're looking now at very small numbers and you've got engaged employees, but most of them cannot find a way to help, um, even if they wanted to. So really some quite scary kind of bottom line inefficiencies caused primarily by the inability of employees to find um, and connect with other employees in the business, even though they already have SharePoint or Yammer. So that was really interesting to us. And I think we're probably one of the only people, um, one of the only kind of organizations doing research in that area um, and taking an assumption that the way it is right now is still not good enough. I mean, I think um, we saw from some of the engagement we had around the report that a lot of companies are, they think they are, you know, far ahead. They think they are um, advanced because they've invested heavily in, in SharePoint or Yammer or other kind of social networking tools. Um, and they think they're, they're leading the game, but 
whilst they might be leading the game against companies who are still using the phone as their primary means of calling around to find the right help, they're still not actually achieving what they could be achieving. It's still pretty bad results when you, when you look at it from the point of view of the amount of time being wasted. So um, it, was, it was really interesting um, to see those results. Um, and there's actually there's some really good coverage. If you, um, if you look at the, the Global Business Finance Review, they did a really good um, article on this. Um, or you can read the, the white paper yourself if you, if you look at our, on our website. All right, excellent. Now, in episode two, you talked quite a bit about seeing a move away from more management-style tech to user-centric approaches, bringing in user interfaces that people are using to use in their personal lives and that give them something in return. From what you saw from the results of your report, it seems like many organizations and industries aren't catching up to this new approach fast enough. So what do they do? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think that the first, the first point is, and we covered this, you know, in, in, the, in the previous podcast. But to recap, um, listen to your employees. And I know it's hard when um, seemingly employees are never happy with what they've got. You know, they're always wanting more. And I think it's, it's, um, it is pretty standard practice. They, well, they're never going to be happy with what we give them. Um, and you know, you're working hard to give them new and better technology. But if you actually listen to what they really need um, and focus on that, you can often improve their experience simply by better connecting the data sources you already have. This was very much you know, the topic of, of podcast one. Um, the data you have inside your business right now is a gold mine if you can properly bring it to bear on the actual questions your employees have. Um, so as, as an example of this, well, one of the things we do at ProFinder, one of the things we do as standard for, for when we go into, into an organization um, is looking um, at where employees worked previously to them joining the organization, looking at that previous experience, what job title they held, where they held it, when, who for, um, and things like that. Um, connecting that information um, and making it available and searchable by BD and sales teams. That is a, you know, where someone have worked previously, therefore, where they have a good amount of knowledge, maybe a good number of contacts and connections, that, that's gold dust for um, BD and sales teams. But very often it's not exploited um, in organizations right now. It's one of the most simple things we do at ProFinder. Um, but if you speak to some organizations, they still haven't connected that dot. So um, I would say definitely listen to, listen to your employees and take a holistic view um, of the data that needs to be joined up in order to actually help them with their day jobs, which in turn helps you with your business outcomes. Um, and in that order, so listen to your employees, give them what they need and the business will, will benefit. Don't take the opposite approach of you know, really thinking about the management technology and a lot of the, the technology still around in organizations as, as you correctly outlined. is still management technology. It's, it's designed to look good and um, give reporting and value proposition to the managers of the product, the buyers of the product, not the users. But the bigger value proposition is aligning yourself with the winning conditions of the individual users. If you do that, the business will benefit you know, in tenfold. So that's, that's one thing, getting your data in order. Um, once you've done that, the second forecast, we talked about some of the, the more advanced ways of looking at this and some more advanced options. Definitely get some AI in play. Um, if you're not looking at AI, if you haven't already got AI um, churning through your data and working on that to exploit it um, even more, um, then, you know, it, it, it is becoming a thing. And I and will come on to this probably in the next question, but um, it is becoming a thing now for, for companies to, to have looked at it. If they're not looking at it, investigate it right now. Because um, if you don't, if you're, if you're not even looking at it at all, you're definitely already behind the curve. So, um, yeah, get your data in order and apply some AI. Um, you know, and it's in that that we're seeing some of the, the benefits of taking that two hours worth of search down to about 30 seconds. So 20 days per employee, down to 30 minutes a year. 
I mean, the, the bottom line saving and therefore the, the top line impact is, is substantial. Um, but yeah, you need to get your data in order first. Now you're running this global survey again, aren't you? What do you hope to see? And what's the point of running another survey that looks at the same things? Um, absolutely. Well, first, I've seen improvement. I mean, honestly, I'd like to see um, that the, the survey results from getting it between now and I think when the report's available early next year um, is that we actually do see an improvement across the market um, of the search times, etc. Because that would prove that and companies are at least getting that step one, or at least getting their data in order and making it available to the, to the employees. Um, so that's what I'd first like to see. Secondly, it's important for, for benchmarking purposes anyway. We need to see how the, the market is evolving over the course of the year. And where obviously we do it for what happens to be our own customers, um, we benchmark. We can actually show to our customers the, the difference and the improvements we've made. Um, so benchmarking every year, I think, is, is super important to understand where the, where the market is going. It's super important for us to understand um, where the, the winners are and where the losers are. I mean, for us to understand, once we've done benchmarking, where the outliers are, both the, the ones that are outliers because they've achieved more than anyone else and the ones that are far behind, we can then do the analysis and figure out why that is. And that's actually where, you know, that's why we know so much about it now is because we've done that on the 4,000 knowledge workers we've already surveyed. So it's really important for a market education um, point of view um, for us to understand where those people are. And obviously, you know, for each one of those organizations that involves themselves in, in the survey, we, we, we give specific feedback and bespoke um, advice and guidance to those guys uh, on, on what they have done well and what they could do better. Um, so, yeah, um, I think, you know, yeah, it's a, definitely as a shout out of any organization that wants to understand where they fit on that, on that sliding scale of, uh, of success in terms of how much they're making use of the data and how much um, how much wastage or not they're, they're achieving, um, yeah, I definitely recommend they, they kind of join in on the survey, which you can see on our, uh, on our website, I believe. All right, well, we'll go ahead and end on that note today. And if you would like to connect with Ant to discuss any more of the topics covered in today's or part one and two of this podcast series, Turning Workforce Guesswork into Talent Science, you can email him at Anthony dot cousins at profinda.com. We like to close by thanking our listeners who joined us today. We so appreciate your time with Profinda and HCI. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed listening. You can find HCI on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on the YouTube channel HCI Talent. So for Nine to Thrive and all of us here at HCI, thank you for joining us and have a great day.